Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. Praise the Lord. Second Kings, let's take that Second Kings chapter 5. It's a story that you know well. But in understanding this transferability that God is speaking about, the Lord will always show you a scripture with which he will illustrate things, so that people understand it. Yes? Now, Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in Velo, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captives. Naaman, a mighty man of Velo, victorious in battle. Had everything that we'll say it takes, but he was a leper. When a person is a leper, it means what? He cannot stand in the congregation of people. So, this man operated undercover. Constantly operating undercover. But look at those two things. A man of valor and a man of what? How, how do you think his life feels that he can't even show himself? And people will say, huh? So this is the man who has been leading us? Adete. And people will run. Go on. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. There was a little girl who was what? Who was a captive in a strange land. His papa and his mama not day. All his relations separated from everything that she loved. A loner in captivity. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria? For he would recover him of his leprosy. Wow. What did you see that girl do? Talk to me. What did you see that girl do? In the light of all that we have spoken about. The love, the father that had been revealed to her. The eternal deity, his power, his attributes, the things that he could do. That had been revealed to this little girl. Was all that she was showing I am showing the same God. In captivity. A little girl. So you know it has nothing to do with age. But rather a constant communion. Even in captivity. She was not ashamed nor afraid. To speak about the nature and the power. And the excellence. And the great things that this God. That this prophet represents can do. And I wondered, for all that has been poured into your heart in this place, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, you are not effective because you don't have what it takes. Because you never, maybe you never understood it, but you are not without excuse anymore. A little girl. Go on. And one went in yes? and told his Lord, saying, Now, the spirit says, come. The bride says, come. Somebody heard. 
It tells you that there has been hunger for a solution for a long time concerning this man. Otherwise, why should they take the word of a slave girl? If there was no hunger or desire to see a change. People are crying change and crying change and crying change. But the source of change, they refuse. They think change will come by a mere man. Nonsense. Go on. Thus and thus said mm. the maid that is of the land of Israel. Mm. And the king of Syria said, go, go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. I wanted to see something here. And it's, 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 like I said, it's a story that you all know. You've read it, you've heard it over and over. Why would the king believe the word of a slave girl? If there wasn't a desperation, a desperation to find a solution. And so it is all around us. Desperate people who are just looking for a solution that you are hiding and you are locking up inside your bosom. Or is stunted in your life because you never really spend the time in the presence of God to let that fullness of his love be revealed in you in the manner in which you can communicate. Yes? And he departed mm. and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman, my servant, to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter... Listen to the words of the king of Israel, who, the king of Israel. The king of Israel. The king of Israel. Hear what he said. So you may know that this thing... Has, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean, I, I'm not a politician and my views are totally, totally, totally opposed to all that I see going on. But you can see even the king of Israel, who should know more about the power of the eternal God? Huh? Who should know more to be able to say, look, this is where the answer is coming from? Listen to his reaction. That he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive? It, that tells, this man you, it tells you how much. <laughs> does this king know God? No. Does he know God? Even if you are not God, and you have seen this God in action, isn't it sufficient to say this is a challenge? Oh Lord. Compare his response to the response of Hezekiah. How much do you know God? How much do you know him? So that when your issues, the issues of life, they come to you, where do you run to? It tells the story how much you know of him. Yes? That this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy. Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh the quarrel against me. So you may know that this thing has nothing to do with status. It has nothing to do with what? With status. It has nothing to do with the position that I've attained in the hierarchy of men. It simply has to do with a life that is yielded to the understanding and the knowledge of the eternal God and my willingness to transmit the same. The king blew it and blew it big time. Go on. 
And it was so. When Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Now I want you to see the things that are happening here. This man came with all of his entourage, plenty of money, whatever, and came. And then the servant of God, who knew God, who is constantly in the presence of God, who understands the fullness of the attributes and the power of God, just sent a spoken word. He said, go and wash. He said, go and wash. And the scripture said the man was irate, angry, because his understanding of the eternal God. I want you to see that loop of the loop cycle, the loop of cycles. God, Jesus reveals God to his disciples. The disciples reveal God to the world. This young girl, little girl, having revealed the eternal God. This man went on a chase. He had his own ideas. And pride and everything set in. He was hungry. Another banner and papa in, in Syria. Better river than Jordan that I should go and watch. And the people said, You've come this far. You've come this far. Elisha never came out to meet this man. Just look at the church today. Just look at the church today. Just look at the church today. Never stepped out that the glory may belong to the eternal God and His Word. And that man's pride was broken. The man's pride was broken. And he went and he washed. And when he came back to make his appreciation to God, Elisha did not step out until that moment to show to him that only the eternal God can bring it to pass. And you heard from the words of the man to save you time on this one. Now I know that in all the entire world there is no God like the God of Israel. That loop had been completed here. God manifests and manifests to the world and you heard a man whose heart was now smitten by God. He said, I will no longer worship any other God. But please, 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 please. In this, I would like God to pardon me. That when the king, I have to accompany him to go and worship his God. I just give me that excuse. What greater testimony do you want in terms of effectiveness of ministry?
And I'm now drawing that prophet and bringing him to our days. That prophet Elisha, I'm drawing him. I'm bringing him back to the days of the Lord and subsequently to our days in the next scripture that I want to spend a few minutes on. And then I'm going to ask us to go to prayers. Long ago, I've always wondered this question that Jesus posed to John. John 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on the wise, he showed himself. They were together, Simon Peter and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and the two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto them, Who said what? In other words, the others were sitting down, JJ. All of them moping at their troubles. And somebody, somebody, Simon Peter, was the one who said to them, I oh, go yeah, a fishing. I am going to do what? Did he, did he invite them? I am going a fishing. Listen to me. As I said, I will put the leadership on the spot, including myself. That every word that I speak, every declaration that I make, directly or indirectly, there are those who are going to do what? Who are going to jump on it. I go a fishing. And all the others then said what? We also go with thee. We also go with thee. Thank you. Now go to that verse that I started because I needed you to see this. Jesus said unto Peter, Lovest thou me more than these? And I asked the question, What are the these, Lord? What are the these? Huh? The disciples, the fishing. Oh, yeah, I keep guessing. The disciples, the fishing, the what? The earthly things. Thank you, but let's. <laughs> I had to ask because there was something much deeper there that is tied to all that we've been speaking concerning. The source, the origin, and the growth of this Lord that we are talking about. The disappointment of the Lord Jesus here. Who was it that saw the Leon in action when there was no fish after several days? Peter. Unto whom was Jehovah Jireh revealed when there was need for money to pay for the taxes? Who? Who was it that saw El Elyon in action when he was walking on water and said, I want to do what? Peter. Who was it that saw him in transfiguration 
on that mount, Peter, who was it that had seen the greatest revelation in terms of God revealing himself to them? Peter. And the failure of Peter here. What was the ultimate in what God was requiring of him? Even when he had prayed for him and said to him, you will feel what I will restore you. He would expect that all that would be permanent in his heart is how to reveal the eternal God unto them. And he failed. And all oh, you, my sons, who have been carrying the word and have followed me. I was in a conversation on Friday, a very uncomfortable conversation. When I was speaking about simplicity and humility. And the person who happened to have known us when we were in um, J.K. Randall. Froze in the conversation I said, hmm. Simplicity and humility. When you were in J.K. Randall, nobody knew the difference. The word of God was freed. But now, you are a whole different lot of people. It's like you poured cold water in a discussion. And then I asked the question, what changed? God didn't change. You changed. And I was bold to say, I never changed. Because the simplicity and the humility by which I was called, I have never departed from it. But you loved these things more than him. You chased after the cars. You chased after the clothing. You chased after those things that are not the things that are the primary desires of God. What are you manifesting to people? And as it is true for this assembly, it is true for the, it's even more true for the nation at large. What happened to Peter in this instance? He simply fell back to the things of being a businessman. I made my money and my position being a businessman. Now that this man is gone, I can go back. What is it as leaders are we communicating to those who are surrounding us? I just said to you, this man said, I go fishing. He didn't call them. But in the place of leadership, something is happening that you must not lose sight of. And I say, it doesn't matter. You are in the marketplace, beloved. Whether in your home, as a husband, what are you showing in your home? Whether in your office, as a worker, what are you showing in your office? Whether as a trader, in your market, what are you showing wherever you are? Do you love Jesus more than all these? And when you hear that love will rapture the bride, I begin to wonder how many of us will make it if God is going to judge us on the basis of this. Let's be serious with ourselves. A thousand cattle and a thousand hills belong on the, on to the Lord our God. Yet it was in that state. Now, I'm not talking about the way you clothe yourself. I hope you understand me. There is something that God is looking for. That, transfer, that transferability of the being of God that I've come to understand. Being able to portray and transfer the same to others. What was the failure of Aaron? Aaron was
was the one who saw all the miracles that God did in Egypt. He was part of those who went to the mount and the scripture said they ate with God. Aaron was there. And when the people came, make us a God. Ah! Make us a God. Did the, thing, did the person he saw on that mount, did he look like a calf? He was in the brightness of his glory. This man was logo. I just, I said, Lord, your mercy is great. I don't understand it. How you spared a man like Aaron. And then I remember just myself too. I said, Lord. Mm -hmm. And this is a church that I'm living with every one of us. This is not just the issue of church leaders. This goes across the entire length and breadth of Christendom. When men are forsaking what is the heart of the message that God has given to us, making the, the Lord, the eternal Father, known unto the world. And all that we want to do is to show, the, to show ourselves on the same basis as the world shows itself. The latest in town. In every dimension. That's what I want to, people to see me about. May God have mercy on all of us. Because we are speaking to ourselves now. Lovest thou me more than this. Lovest thou me more than this. Do you really love God? Are you fulfilling the things that he has spoken in terms of what it is that measures love? In the manner in which his word has spoken. I bring you to the presence of the eternal God, O people, that you may look at yourselves and see who is it that is fulfilling God's purpose and God's desires. In this matter of the eternal love, the love that God is saying will take you home, will take me home, the love that comes with the fullness of the abiding of Christ in you as you open yourself to him and drink of him, the fountain of life, day in, day out. Because only then will the fullness of that love be matured in your life. What will you do after today when it comes to the issue of the word of God? Thanks for listening. Join us again next time on another episode of Voice of Restoration. If you want further information on today's episode, please call 0803 3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng